Thanks for tuning in to What is the Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question. What's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What is the Point? Well, hello and welcome to another episode of What is the Point? My name is Jordan and I'm joined as always with my wonderful co-host, John Martz. Hello, everybody. And Heather Harmon. What's up, guys? And we're here with my lovely co-host, JD. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my nickname, apparently. It's JD. <laughs> Jad. Jad. So this week on What is the Point, we're going to be hitting conflict. Now, Conflict is something that we're all living in a day and age where it's probably happening now more than ever. Uh, Our young adult years are the first time we're truly learning to navigate conflict, whether it be relationships, whether it be roommates, whether it be new jobs and opportunities. Conflict is everywhere. And I mean, I don't know about you over the last few weeks on social media. It seems like the conflict between people has even gone an extra level. (laughs) Escalated. So we figured it would be a great opportunity to be able to talk about how to navigate healthy conflict because uh, I don't know if you feel this, but I feel like everybody in their young adult years sucks at conflict. Yeah. And that's a ge- that's a very general. It's very general. But literally wow. everyone. Yes, yes. You can't you can't yes. be good at conflict if you don't experience it. So sure. uh, we want to be able to have a conversation around the topic of navigating healthy conflict. And to kick that off today, I want to know from each of you: Have you ever been in a fight? And if so, what happened? <laughs> I had three sisters growing up, so I've been fighting for my entire life. Wow. Um, <laughs> For like food and you everything, know, just like literally everything, clothes. <laughs> For the middle seat, yes. yeah, no, the front seat, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I was in one fight in college, and um, <laughs> I mean, I won't go into the the minuscule details of it, but I was in a actual legit fist fight my freshman year of college. I was eighteen. Wow. And it was like wow. very, very early in the morning. And I did have Whoa. basketball practice the next day. And my coach did find out before <sighs> practice the next day. Did, and, you, did uh, you win? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Heather Harmon want to know. I absolutely, I absolutely did. And then was I was it a knockout? Was it like a technical knockout? <laughs> it or? was an extreme girl fight. Like, wow, it was an extreme girl wow. fight. Yeah. Did you did you yank her hair? Uh, uh, she yanked mine. Oh, <laughs> this is crazy. wait. Why is Jordan going so in depth? I know. About that? I, I like, want to know the details. This fight. <laughs> wow, you can do that off the record. And no, this, okay. yeah, and this is the rest of. We're going to counsel uh, Heather <laughs> yeah. for the rest of this uh, episode. I actually think Heather could be either me or Johnny. Oh, <laughs> without question. My fighting experience is way less than that. I've never with, been in an actual fist oh, fight. Yeah. Well, I, I was punished for it the next day at basketball practice, so don't worry. Okay, oh John, gosh. have you have you been in a fight before? Uh, no, never. I'm a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Oh. Oh, That's just God. how I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess maybe like my sister is the closest person that I've ever fought with, but like as soon as I got bigger than her in like second, third grade, uh, everything just moved verbal. Yeah, and now Has then to. it then it turned to verbal fights, and she'd yeah she'd destroy me there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't actually think I've ever maybe won a fight. Oh, wow. so uh, I've never I've never actually been in a fight either. I I talk a big game right up. Until I believe the point that where it's like it's if I go a little bit farther, it's gonna happen. So one time actually in a, in a basketball game, it was like a summer basketball game. 
uh, there was this guy. He was like six seven. So oh, I, I'm talking for no a lot like me. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Exactly like John Martz, just built stacked okay. on he's, top of John. Martz. He's just <laughs> we're going back and forth. I might because I'm a lot smaller. Uh, for reference out there, I might be <laughs> six foot tall on a good day. And I give him a couple shoves in the back sometimes when we're underneath yeah, the basket. That's a close. Yes. And he turns to me like a grown man would turn to a five year old, and he says. <laughs> If you touch me again, I'm going to break your nose. Oh. And I believed him. And I did not touch him again the rest of the game. So that is my, uh, that is the limit to my fighting is okay. as soon as somebody actually says like, this is going to go down, I back off and I'm done. <laughs> so that's how you navigate healthy conflict in my right. <laughs> Just we, avoid it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we're experts at this, okay? So... Obviously, fighting is a whole different ballgame, but we all navigate different relationships in our lives where conflict is going to come up in some way. And we all have to navigate, learn how to navigate it in the best way possible because relationships are important and we want to be able to have healthy relationships. To do that, you have to have healthy conflict. So what the first kind of question I wanted to ask you guys is, why is this even important to talk about? Why is healthy conflict for young adults an important thing to have in your tool belt to be able to navigate life? Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, it's going to come up. Like as long as we have relationships, friendships, coworkers, as long as we are living and breathing, conflict is going to come up. <clears throat> and I think it's healthy to talk about because we don't talk about it. Yeah. So because we don't talk about it, we don't know how to navigate it well. Um, but I think it's one of those things that if we can figure out how to na- navigate conflict well in a loving way, in a way that honors the person we're in conflict with, um, then our relationships will thrive. And yeah. if relationships are thriving, then it trickles down into every other aspect of our lives. Um, and when we avoid conflict, too, I think another thing is it takes up so much real estate in our minds that our minds just don't really have the capacity for. Um, and so that relationship struggles. I think it goes into other relationships and, and it trickles down into every other area of your life. And we sit with it way longer than we need to. Yep. Um, and I don't think that's healthy for anyone. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, I think everybody understands the gravity of conflict and learning that this is important to navigate through. We want a healthy marriage one day. Mm -hmm. Like you will have to navigate conflict. It won't be perfect 24-7, you know. You will have differences and misunderstandings. You want to be a great leader one day. You'll have to navigate conflicts. You're going to have more conflicts than, uh, you know, somebody who's not a leader. Uh, I mean, just in in every facet of life, like if you want to live a better life, like you have to navigate these things unless... You know, you, you do want to live, you know, in, in Colorado, in like a, you know, in, in a house by yourself and, you know, just be a right. mountain man. Like, I guess that would work. But um, I just feel like that's not God's desire for your life. Yeah. Here's what I've noticed actually in the last few weeks um, in the climate that we're in as young adults in America with with stuff going on with racial injustice and the political climate surrounding coronavirus. Uh, you might have noticed this. You guys might have noticed this as well. Um, I don't know if you've heard the term cancel culture, mm-hmm. but I feel like cancel culture in the world we live in is a result of us not being able to navigate conflict well. It's it's like the, the direct result of young adults not being able to figure out how to navigate <laughs> culture because what we can do uh, that's different than every other generation that came before us is that if we see on something on social media that we don't like, we can just be like, bye, whatever. Or mm. we can cross somebody off that if yeah. we hear a comment out of context, we can cross somebody off and say shunned and move on. Mm-hmm. So 
when we don't learn how to have conversations that are healthy around things that we might not always disagree with, what it does is it creates in our minds the ability to just like cut people off when we don't want to deal with them instead of navigating relationships the way we should. So that's a product of what we're like, it's what we're seeing in the world around us. That's a product of us not having the ability to navigate conflict. That's crazy. I've never even heard of that, but it's so true. I mean, you can just ghost anybody that you want. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't have to respond to texts or emails or, you know, phone calls. Right. I mean, Snapchats, you know, DMs, whatever. Um, I mean, that's crazy. I've never even thought about that. That's so good. Yeah. It's how can we be a type of person? How can we be the Christian? How can we be the young adult that actually doesn't cancel people, but we actually put our arms around Yes. others and say, yes. we might not always agree on certain things, but we're going to walk together. We're going to walk this out in a friendship and showing them what grace and love and yeah. friendship actually looks like. Mm-hmm. So as we've, as you navigate conflict, what you'll notice is that there'll be times in your life where stuff rises up that is a result of conflict that you haven't dealt with. Mm-hmm. So everybody has a pain of something that's happened in their past where they just never dealt with the conflict that was within them or conflict that was around them in a relationship. What are different ways that you guys have seen or maybe experienced that unhealthy conflict that rises up within you? How can that affect your life? What is conflict left undealt with? What can it do to you? Oh, that's good. I I mean, I've experienced this personally myself. I mean, I think when we, I'm, I'm a master of avoiding conflict. Like I, (laughs) I just don't want to deal with it. It makes me super uncomfortable. It puts me in a place where I feel like I'm super vulnerable saying, you know, this that you said or did bothered me. It offended me, whatever. I don't, for whatever reason, it's really hard for me. Um, And I think just like on a personal level in relationships, there have been things in my past that that other people have have done or said that have hurt me that I haven't healed from and uh, there was never any conflict resolution whatsoever and then I've continued to carry that and what I found is like I punished the wrong people for it you know and I I hold the wrong people accountable Um, and that's hard that's that's hard for somebody who's like man I have no idea where this is coming from like this situation that brought this up doesn't seem like that big of a deal but your reaction is huge right like why is your reaction huge? But it's hard for me to communicate why that reaction is huge. You know, it's something but it's much deeper. A hundred percent. Like it always is. It's never that you didn't do the dishes, right? Like right. it's, <laughs> yes. I want you to want to do the dishes. <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I've done that for sure. And honestly, like in the past couple of weeks that came up again, where it was like the situation wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and the person who I was hurt by or offended by, had no intentions of hurting or offending me. Um, They actually thought they were looking out for me by doing this thing. But to me, it was like this trigger from the past of, well, that makes me feel like you don't want me there. Like that makes me feel like I'm not important to you, but you yourself have never made me feel that way, but it's because I never resolved that conflict in the past. So now I'm holding the wrong people accountable and that's not fair. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just always looking within because it's so easy when you go through conflict to blame somebody else. Yes. Always. That's the number one thing, but you can't control other people. So regardless of what the other person is doing or, um, you know, saying or thinking like you can't control that, you can only yeah. control yourself. So in every situation, even though, yes, your life would be easier if so-and-so just did this or changed yeah. this or said this, like in every situation, you have to point the mirror back at yourself and say, okay, 
Like, what can I do about it? How can I, because I can't control what happens, but I can control my reaction. And yeah. so mm-hmm. that's that's so important. But first things first, I do kind of want to lay this out on anybody who's listening to this podcast. We realize that we're talking to lots of different types of people, but I'm going to narrow it down to two types of people just yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, where there are, I mean, there's attackers and there's avoiders. So uh, we call them uh, turtles sure. and sharks. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There, there's like, there's the turtles and they're like kind of the avoiders. They like Heather. Yeah. yeah I don't like conflict. I kind of go yeah, back yeah. into my shell a little bit right. when I see it. I can ghost people, whatever. Yeah. And then there's uh, JD's over here. He's <laughs> eight. an eight. I'll jump in. He's an eight. He's a shark. He he smells blood and he's like, "Let's go." I'm. I, this is the. I'm, I'm on the attack. For a fight. Yes. Yeah. So there's two types of people, and and here's the deal, especially when it comes to. Because I think about this most in relationships, just because this is where you're walking hand in hand with another human being. So they won't be perfect. This won't be easy. You will navigate conflict. I know I've talked to lots of people who are dating and said, we've never fight. Okay, just wait. You will. All right. That's actually Um, probably an issue. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Because they've only been dating for two days. There you go. Okay, there you go. Yes, because it will happen. But uh, here's even like, and you're like, okay, which do I want to be? Do I want to be a shark or do I want to be a turtle? Which one's better? Mm. Right. And really, I mean, I'll kind of lay it out. Like in a relationship, if there's two turtles, like <laughs> you can peacefully coexist until the relationship dries out from the inside. Yep. Um, if you've got two sharks, um, man, you'll survive until the wounds become so deep that like they destroy you. Right. <laughs> um, and then if you've got a turtle and you've got a shark in a relationship, um, they'll just trade between attacking and avoiding and they'll both be drained of life. And so um, just understanding that, well, uh, neither, both are extremes, okay? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and the opposite of unhealthy is still unhealthy. So don't mm-hmm. go to either extreme. We kind of do want to be in the middle where, um, you know, we're able to do both and we're able to navigate both. So in this, first, identify who you are. Yeah. Are you a shark? Are you a turtle? And then, um, you know, understand that that is the side that you naturally lean toward. Right. So fighting for the opposite direction. If you're an attacker, fighting to listen rather than to speak is helpful. If you're an avoider, fighting to bring up things that are hurting you yep. instead of letting them bottle up inside is going to be important. Yeah. yeah. What both of you said, it's an internal thing. So it, it always has to start with you. It always has to start with yes. you internalizing things. So uh, one example. So did you know that your body actually fights off cancer cells every every single day? Mm-hmm. Like your, your wow. immune system is constantly fighting off things that look to destroy you from the inside. And mm-hmm. I think... What I've heard before is that it, pain isn't the problem with people. It's the pain that's left undealt with. It's the same thing with conflict. Mm. So conflict is a healthy result of relationships, but when you don't resolve it, it can eat you from the inside out. Yeah. So when we're not constantly looking inward and recognizing moments in our lives where conflict is looking to destroy us instead of help us in relationships, mm. it it can eat us from the inside out. But we need to recognize that there are moments where we can step into conflict and it can actually bring more health than Mm -hmm. avoiding it. We just have to recognize that and internalize it more than anything. So we've talked about how the problems that we face with conflict, they're they're not other people's fault. Mm -hmm. They're they're going to be our fault until we take responsibility and learn how to navigate it. It'll always start with us. So what are some of the ways that you guys have learned or might be learning right now that you weren't good at conflict, that you're not good at conflict and how have you worked to resolve that? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I avoid it. Um, and I, it's, it's, 
becoming more and more clear and obvious to me yeah. that, hey, this is actually not beneficial for, for anyone. Um, but I think mainly it's it's owning my part. Um, and I really struggle with that, too, because I have a tendency to be super prideful. Um, and so I there will be arguments where I know that I have played a part in this argument in this conflict right but i am unwilling to admit it Absolutely. i can beautifully <laughs> articulate every misstep the other person took yes. you can turn it on the other person <clears throat> so quickly and oh, hey, i i don't want to genderize this but i do know <laughs> females can hold on to the details yeah. okay oh, and yeah. they'll remember every detail of everything that happened and guys are just like i just remember that made me feel not so good yeah, right. so oh, yeah. yes um so part of that yeah is like I need to own my part and and honestly Matthew 7 3 and why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own how can you think of saying to your friend let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye why can't you see past the log in your own eye I'm like oh okay yeah yeah no that's definitely me I'm really good at, at pointing out that speck yes but just totally disregarding the log in my own eye um which I think is helpful. I mean, literally, like I said, in the past week, I've been having to, to navigate conflict um, and owning my part. And, you know, sometimes I think it's hard for a lot of people to own their part because, well, only 5% of this fight is my fault. Like the 95% is their fault. Okay, we'll still own 100% of your yeah, 5%. Yeah, and that could be true. <laughs> yeah, yes, it, exactly. And we're not saying that it's exactly. not, but it's like if you have 5%. That's the 5% you can control. 100%. Own 100%. Yep of the 5% good. and let's take steps towards restoration together. And conflict has this negative connotation and in some ways, yes, but like it can be so helpful and so yeah. beneficial if, if conflict resolution is the goal, if we're fighting for the sake of fighting and no, yes. I'm right, you're wrong, hear my opinions, hear why I'm mad, then yeah, we're never going to take steps towards conflict resolution. Right. And that should always be the goal. It's not me versus you. It's us versus the issue, right? We hear that it's all really the time. Good. Yeah, and I didn't realize, I mean, I obviously grew up thinking, oh, I'm really good at this. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm i a very peaceful person. I gel well with a lot of different people. Yep. But you don't know what you don't know. Right. So, until, un really until I got into marriage and we did premarital counseling, um, did I realize that I have a pretty big issue with this of just... One of the things I do is I seek to be understood rather than to understand. Mm -hmm. So like when my wife says something, I'm like, no, 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 no. But th this is how I feel. And this is what I meant. And this is like, and she's just like, you're not listening. You're not <laughs> hearing me. Like, so one of the key things that's super, super helpful it's just fighting to understand rather than being understood. It's really it's good. good. So just try to understand. It's hard, but it's oh, good. <laughs> no, absolutely. Because naturally you want to defend yourself when yeah. any type of conflict comes up. And I totally understand that. Uh, been there, done that. And one of the things that, that we got that was super helpful and it's called like hide and seek communication. Have you guys ever heard of this? No. no. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> it may not be commonly known. I don't know, but it, <laughs> well, it is one of the hardest things in the world for me to do. Mm -hmm. And when I explain it, you're going to be like, that's the easiest thing in the world. Um, but it is so difficult when you actually have a conflict with somebody, but this is so helpful in choosing to understand them rather than being understood. And so one of the things is just like, man, okay, say that my wife, which completely hypothetical totally hypothetical right. this isn't real totally <laughs> would never be story. weird would never be weird um you know say that i you know i wake up late in the day okay maybe like maybe on a saturday or maybe on a saturday <laughs> later you know uh let's go with like 9 a.m because i would think that's early actually oh yeah i think 9 a.m is pretty early um but our son gets up at 7 30 so 
if I sleep till 9 a.m., you know, that honestly for an hour and a half, you know, that could be um, tough to deal with. Okay. And so when she comes up to me and she's like, hey, I really need you to wake up earlier because I'm stuck with Buck Beck for like an hour and a half. Okay. And I need some help with this. Yep. Um, you know, my response is, yeah, well, I mean, I had to work late last night and like that was one of my later days and I'm going to stay up late with him today. You can go to sleep. Like you can take a couple hours. Like, do you just understood what I just didn't do? Yeah. Right. I did not listen and yeah. acknowledge what she just said. So the hide and seek communication is literally saying, okay, I hear what you're saying and then repeat it back. So you're saying that when I sleep until nine, this makes you feel annoyed because you're having to take care of Beck for an hour and a half. Mm, Yeah, I I understand that. Okay. And like, you don't even like half the battle is not even like coming up with a solution or finding something new to say. It's literally just acknowledging that you heard that person and that you listened to that person. I know some of you are literally sitting on the other side of this. (laughs) <laughs> and you're like, that's the dumbest, silliest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. But when someone does that to you, you like it feels so good because yeah. you're just like, yes, that's exactly what I was saying. And there's been other times where I've said that back to her. I'd be like, okay, so um, you're mad at me because blah, blah. And she's like, no, no, no. I never said I was mad at you. Yeah. Right. I said, like, this makes my life more difficult when you do that. And so even just trying to fight to understand um Repeating that back is super, super helpful. What what both of you have said is so helpful because it's it's knowing yourself. So I read this thing on uh, a famous golfer named Jordan Spieth. So Jordan Spieth, or, <laughs> Jordan Spieth great name. He's one of the best golfers in the world. And I read an article on how he fixes his golf swing when things aren't going so well. So if he hits a bad shot, what he does is he starts to examine this one thing in his swing. So if you know a golf swing, it takes so many different little things to make it pure and perfect. Mm -hmm. So you have to think like your head has to be in the right spot. Your legs have to be in the right spot. You have to have the right body motion to turn Mm -hmm. through it, everything. But he says when he's going through a rough patch in his swing, he recognizes that He's had one thing wrong his entire life. So when he goes to figure out what's wrong with his golf swing in the moment, he says, I check one thing first. It's his upper body. He said, I've always had a problem with it since I was a little kid that if my swing's off, it's usually because I'm tilting a little bit forward in my backswing and it throws my whole swing off. Hmm. It's important to recognize where we ourselves go wrong in conflict. We always have one thing that we revert to that has been a problem our entire lives. But what helps us is the ability to recognize that that's the one thing. And so when relationships aren't going well and conflict is happening in our lives and we don't know why, it might be helpful to look at ourselves and recognize, oh, it's because I always tend to shrink back in Mm -hmm. these moments, or I always tend to overstep my boundaries and say something I shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And when we recognize that, then we can fix it. And that, and that brings us to a place of health and relationships and helps us to navigate conflict better, man. He's preaching now. (laughs) If this says anything about me, I went golfing the other week and because I was driving so bad, I I got a new driver. (laughs) Did I fix my swing? No. Did I want to use different balls every time? Yes. Hey, but welcome to this is exactly how people settle conflict. If I have conflict with my friend, let me I'm gonna get, get a new you, one. Get it. Conflict in marriage, let's get a divorce and let's remarry, and the right, second right. one will be way better. That's yeah. what happens yes. because they don't yes. learn to recognize the one thing that they might be messing up every yes. single time. So 
what are some areas, as you guys have talked, recognizing and internalizing yourself, what are some barriers that you see when it comes to navigating conflict? Uh, I mean, we've talked about avoidance. We've talked about overbearing. Are there any barriers in people's lives that you guys see that might keep them from stepping into conflict more? Yeah. I mean, I think I've said this before is like we see from our big people, from our adults, um, how to navigate various different areas of life but conflict is a huge one i mean we grow up seeing how our parents navigate conflict or if they navigate conflict um and i think that has a huge huge influence on the way that we do that in our lives if my parents scream and fight and yell at each other every time there's an issue then i'm going to think the only way that i can be heard the only way that i can get my point across is screaming and yelling at this other person yeah um if my parents never argue if they never talk to each other, but you can sense that there's tension, you can see that they're mad, then I'm going to internalize my conflict or I'm more prone to, I'm more Mm -hmm. prone to think that that's the way that conflict is handled. And honestly, until I joined like North point and the young adults community here, I was super uncomfortable around conflict, super avoided it. And I, what I noticed was my friends, my Christian friends, like fought more than my non-Christian friends and not necessarily not in an unhealthy way, but like if something bothered them, they would say, Hey John, what you just said was really hurtful yeah. and I don't appreciate it. Like right in front of everybody. And I'm like, <laughs> That's Oh weird. Yeah. my <laughs> like, gosh. Fight, fight, fight. Literally I, I want to crawl in a hole and just die. Like this is the most, can you guys do this when I'm not here? That's so weird, <laughs> but it kept happening. And there was one instance we were at a restaurant and one of our friends said something to a waitress, which was totally harmless. He didn't, there was no bad intention at all. And our other two friends, um, they were like, hey, listen, I don't I think that came across in a different way than you meant it to. And I really think you need to apologize to our waitress. He was like, absolutely not. I don't think what I said was wrong. Like it wasn't ill intention. I don't think that she believed. And I was like, oh, my gosh. this is like the end of my life right here. This is so uncomfortable. And they sat there across the table at dinner in a public place and it was calm, cool and collected. And they eventually came to a resolution. He apologized to the waitress. She said, I didn't feel that way at all, but I really appreciate you doing that. And they walked out hugging each other. And I was like, you guys are the weirdest people I've ever met. (laughs) The weirdest people I've ever met in my life. But like now two years into this community where I see that consistently, I'm like, that is such an encouragement because I've never seen that. Like I've never seen or experienced conflict in the way that I can say that wasn't cool. What you just said, like, that's okay. It's okay to say that. And I just never thought that. I don't know. It it was so weird. And to see it from my Christian friends, from my uh, community group, it was really, really weird. But that was because I always thought conflict equals bad right. yeah. but it's not like they can go through conflict together and come out of it hugging come out of it closer because they have a deeper understanding of each other and respect and that's huge oh that's so good uh, I mean man I, I mean so many things to pull off of there and um, I mean even this is a common thing of just saying hey like I'd rather have three minutes of awkward than like three <laughs> years of awkward yeah. of, of misunderstanding right. so like nipping it right in the bud and saying something and not in a argumentative way, but in a way of just like, Hey, I think that came off the wrong way. Or, you know, just going, approaching any situation and just trying to un- like say, Hey, I think that we both want the same thing here. Yeah. Um, yes. that, that's huge. Just yes. uh, cause you're like, okay, I think we're just misunderstanding each other. Or I think that just the way we're communicating is wrong rather than you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just putting people over the problem mm-hmm. of saying, okay, I value this person more yeah. than that. Yeah, and huge. I mean, even from what I've kind of heard from kind of what you're saying and even my own, it's just like, we all, we all fight differently. 
like we all don't process conflict in the same way and mm-hmm. i know you know there's there's like the peacemakers and there's the people that are super sarcastic and <laughs> you know there's the 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 qu- you know quick to cry people okay that's me uh, that's me <laughs> yeah there's that's jordan in in every in every fight too there's also like the always and never person that's just like you never do the oh, dishes yeah. the worst you always say this to your and it's just like those okay are, those people are always the worst yes <laughs> None of us always and never do anything. We have to avoid those those words. But the problem is like you're probably going to marry somebody that's the opposite, the opposite. of that. <laughs> and that's that's just the thing. And, you know, so I won't tell you which one Mel is. Because oh, okay. yeah, yeah. she'll yell at me. I think also I the, the people that, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, no. That's not an yeah. apology. Like an apology is not, I'm sorry you feel that way. Because you're, you're putting it back on me. Yeah. And we already know I hate that. Right? So it's like. Own your part. Own your yeah. part. Not, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry I'm you sorry. took it that way. I'm sorry <laughs> yes. you took what I said that way. Yes. Because that's not what I yeah, meant. Yeah, absolutely. They have such a way with words. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> so what you guys have said is so helpful in being able to approach those different barriers. So for us from a Christian perspective, from the perspective of us at the point and North Point, we want to be able to show that the other people have value and it's a it's a christian perspective is that we want to approach everything in life with other people around me have value and i want to be able to show them that value are there any biblical examples that you guys can think of or scriptures that have helped shape how you handle conflict or how you approach conflict yeah matthew 18 15 through 17 read it it literally illustrates conflict and how we should walk through it. It says, if someone is hurt, you should go directly to them between you and him alone. Between you and him alone. Not yeah. call up your homegirls. Yeah. Gossip. Let's let's talk <laughs> around the them. Right. Yeah. He said this, she said this, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to, you know, Matthew 18, 15 says, go to them, you and him alone. And if it does, if there's no conflict re- resolution there, bring two or three more, bring one or two more, bring in community uh, mediator, if you will. If that doesn't work, bring the church into it. It's it's a perfect illustration. Um, it's been super helpful for me. Again, I've been you know navigating this and just coming to scripture. And I promise you guys, there is there is scripture that that tells you how to navigate every aspect of life. There is, yep. and and I think a lot of times we kind of neglect that because I don't know. We think that the Bible is a pretty rose book full of all good great things but like it there's practical tools in there so uh matthew 18 15 through 17 yeah i love it and and once you i mean that that's kind of the initial like how do you approach conflict and so then once you're once you've approached it and you're having that conversation this is one that's super helpful for me and it's just ephesians 4 uh it says be humble be gentle be patient tolerate one another in an atmosphere thick with love that's good come on now message version Uh, it is (laughs) make every effort to preserve the unity the spirit has already created that's great with peace binding you together and so um you know that that's kind of the the last thought there is just like and i know some of us have heard this it's a quippy phrase but it it really is huge it's like do you want to be right or do you want to have a relationship yep so which is it yeah um and this is you know in an atmosphere thick with love uh that is not you know, you being right is not the most important thing. Uh, when you look at preserving unity that the spirit has already created, yeah. that's not yeah. a winner and a loser. That's you both on the same page in unity. So, yeah, for me, I always like to read scripture and see how uh, some of the heroes of the Bible have handled their life and mm-hmm. try to model myself after it. So I came across a story that I, I think about a lot of Abram who became Abraham 
and Lot, his nephew, and how there, there was a conflict that they had. They had both gotten extremely wealthy, extremely rich, have gotten a lot, had gotten a lot of property and animals and everything else. And they were living together at the time. And what happened was because of all the stuff that they accumulated, they had to end up splitting ways. And so in that it's Genesis 13, it it reads this way. It says, finally, Abram said to Lot, let's not allow this conflict to come between us or our herdsmen. After all, we're close relatives. The whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any section of land you want and we'll separate. You go to the left. If you want to go to the left, you can go to the left and I'll go to the right. If you want to go to the right, I'll go to the left. Like, so what I always has struck me from that passage and how Abram handled the situation, this is what I took away from it. An emotionally healthy person walking in a relationship with God and a maturity of relationship around them will always recognize, vocalize, and alleviate conflict quickly. He was the one that stepped up, recognized the situation, and then vocalized the problem and then figured out a way to alleviate what happened around him, showing value on the other person just as much as his, his own. So for me, as I look at that, I want to be a person that doesn't uh, just leave conflict there or wait for another person to bring it up. Yeah. I always want to be the person because if, if you have the emotional maturity and you have the relationship strength with somebody else, you should be able to step into a situation and say, hey, I recognize this. I want to be able to vocalize it so it's not left unsaid. And then let's figure out a way to alleviate it because then what it does, it doesn't weaken the relationship. You're not going to lose it. In a healthy way, if it's handled, you'll actually make the relationship stronger. It's really good. And so when I look through the lens of that, I want to be that person. I always want to be the person that steps in and I want to be the the person that helps alleviate it because it, it will give better results in the end. So as we're kind of wrapping up the end of this podcast, I know that there's people out there that are in the middle of a conflict right now. Mm-hmm. You either have roommate problems or you might be in the middle of a relationship problem and something is there that you're feeling that's left unsolved. So what I want to ask you guys, is there something, how would you set up a situation? So you're in the middle of a conflict with somebody. What's a practical way? Do you ask somebody to coffee? Do you do it over text message? What's the best way How would you give advice for you're going through a problem right now and I want to be able to help give advice on how to approach this conflict? Yeah, I would say definitely not over text message because tones can be misinterpreted. Uh, We have keyboard warriors who would say things over a phone that they wouldn't say over coffee. Uh, It's it's Jordan Deese. (laughs) (laughs) It's JD. I'm just kidding. Um, So I would say definitely just coming to that person, you know, maybe even a phone call if you're not, if you can't be with that person and saying, hey, I would really like to sit down across from you, be a coffee, whatever, um, and just talk about the situation because chances are they're not oblivious to that situation. But even if they are, hey, there's something I would like to talk to you about in person um, when you meet together very you know calmly and, and definitely be prayerful before the conversation but just sit across them and say hey you hurt me by blank like you offended me be you offended me by blank and then shut up and listen like allow them an opportunity to apologize to talk to ask questions and then allow yourself to hear how you hurt them and own it be it five percent 95% own 100% of whatever your percent is. Right. Um, work together towards restoration, towards a common goal. And, and and I think just really center the conversation around, I'm on your side, I'm on your yeah. team. I value our relationship, our friendship, whatever. Um, 
so I want to be able to come out on the other side of this still friends, but I, I want to acknowledge the ways that I've been hurt, the ways that this has affected me because we don't want to carry that into the rest of that relationship or into new relationships as they come. Right. Yeah. And wait to have that conversation until you're ready to not just be right, but to have unity in whatever's said. So if that means praying, if that means just taking time to really get your thoughts right, Mm -hmm. um, do whatever you have to do there. And then um, I think on the back end, just realize that you're not in control of their response. You're just in control of, you know, um, of navigating that as well as you can of just saying like, Hey, here's how that made me feel when you did this. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whether they blow up, they blow up, whether they, um, you know, don't apologize, don't apologize. That's okay. Like Mm -hmm. you've said what you need to say. Um, and then just fight to try to understand their side. And it may not be correct. It may be childish and maybe whatever, but again, value the relationship over being right. Yeah. And in all of it, Give yourself some grace. Let's go. <laughs> because we all navigate conflict differently and we all handle it terribly sometimes. Absolutely. So don't be afraid to even vocalize it to the person like, hey, I'm not great at this, yep. but I'm willing to step out and be vulnerable and try to work it out because in the end, that person, it'll drop down any walls that they might have. When you're vulnerable with somebody, it opens up a new door to relationships. So we hope this conflict or this conflict, <laughs> we hope this conflict, we hope helpful. This conversation <laughs> around conflict has been helpful as you learn to navigate this in your young adult lives. We're going to be back at the point. What What's the date, John? Oh, uh, July 21st. Come on. Nice. July 21st. We're going to be back, which, which is really the whole, uh, one of the whole big reasons why we started this podcast is yeah. just another way to resource young adults. And obviously we have a gathering on Tuesday night, 730 at the Springfield campus here at North Point, Springfield, Missouri, in case you didn't know. Um, So we do that every Tuesday where obviously we have live speaking that's different from kind of the topic that we talk about here uh, at What Is The Point. But that's kind of how all this started and created from there. Yeah, well, we're excited to be back and be excited to, to hang out again. Uh, well, we're for you or with you as you navigate whatever conflict you have in your life. You got this. We, you do have this. That is very encouraging. So uh, it's a, it's been a great time. We'll see you guys again next week and on July 21st at The Point, Tuesday night. Be there. Bye, guys. See ya. Peace.